0: Good morning everyone, welcome to Daily Fathers Podcast. We are your hosts, Joe Winters Jr., Tony Applewhite, and Jacoby Curvin. How are y'all doing today?
1: Oh, I'm doing great. Top of the morning to everybody else.
0: Hey, man, good morning, man.
1: man.
2: I'm doing damn good. How about y'all? Doing mm.
0: well. Doing well. Very blessed. Very blessed. Um, today we have an interesting topic. Um, Tony, this was something that you wanted to talk about, if you don't mind me asking. What what kind of put it on your heart? Um to want to, to want to talk about this today.
1: Mm, I, I would say one of the things that's, uh, that's going on as far as like current events is, uh, us dealing with, um, the word that everybody's been throwing around is systemic racism. Yeah. And there's also like institutional or, or institutionalized racism. Um, but I just wanted to talk about just racism in general and how, um, I guess as a kid, you know, because a lot of a lot of people don't, I guess, grasp the concept like you're 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 not born a racist. You know, these are things that that you're actually taught um, growing up. And so I thought that this would be an interesting topic uh, faced with pretty much the situation that we're at today as um, as as a whole, you know, um, with the things that happened last week, some of the things that are occurring right now. With all these demonstrations, these riots, and I think what where where a lot of this stuff stems from is is racism or stereotyping, and me being African American. You know, I I've, I've been uh, stereotyped. I've had situations where I had to deal with people that were racist or just just looked at me different. And you know, I think as a kid growing up, you don't understand that. Um, and you need somebody like, um, your parents or a father figure or somebody in your life that's going to explain those things to you. And I think this is an interesting topic that we talk about. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I absolutely agree that this is an interesting topic. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so do y'all think racism is something that's taught like, or I mean, what well, you, you clearly do. Um, mm-hmm. Tony Jacoby you think race racist or racism is clearly taught or something that's taught?
2: Oh, for sure, you're not born, it's not in your DNA. It's something taught, breaded, and developed throughout the years of your early childhood and you see it from your culture.
0: Yeah, no, I feel that, I feel that. What ways do y'all believe that, what are the different ways you believe racism can and will be taught or will be taught?
1: I think for me, um, the biggest word that comes to mind for me that turns into racism is stereotyping. And I think it starts at a young age. If um, let's say it's a white man, you know, and he has uh, his son and a little black kids playing around in his neighborhood, you know, and his dad might tell him, hey, stay away from that kid because he might steal your toy, you know? And as a little kid, you know, you might not understand that, but that goes in your mind that, hey, the little black kid, he's gonna steal my toy, you know. And then you grow up with that that whole stereotype that all black people are thieves, you know. And and that's just like a little bit of an example, but I think it starts like that, and and it's passed down. his father might have experienced somebody that stole his, his stuff, you know? And yeah. and who knows what happened. And so now he has a stereotype on all African-Americans are being thieves. And then he's passing it down to his, his kid. And then yeah. it's just gonna be a cycle that's, that keeps going on and on. So I think it's like, stereo, it starts with a stereotype. Yeah. What about you, Jacobi? What do you think?
2: Um, I don't know where it starts off with, um, but I just know it, is, it just develops into hate they show the negative aspects of any type of other race and they see that and they hone into that and it just gets bigger.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let's turn the question on you, Joe. What are you, what are your, your thoughts on that? Um.
0: Firstly, I will say that I do, I do believe that it begins in the household, but I don't necessarily think that, although I know it's an option, I don't think that it's always the teaching of the parent. I think that the parent not teaching empathy is usually where it starts, but I'm just kind of speaking from my experience of being a football player, I'll give you an example here. As a football player, I have met girls in my life that would say, all oh, football players are dicks. Well, they say that because the experience they've had with the football players they've had experiences with, those guys were dicks. And so I believe that racism is oftentimes developed when you come in contact with a person from a particular race and they are dick to you and they treat you poorly. And because they are dick to you and they treat you poorly, if all it takes is another person from that exact same racial group to do the same thing. And then another person from that racial group to do the exact same thing. And now your experience with that group is that they're dicks. And if I was to, you know, like speaking from my own experience, when it comes to the topic of race, I remember early in my childhood, for example, like if I'm just being absolutely honest, I, I personally was like turned off um, from African-American women because of how I was treated by them in the community I grew up in. So being somebody that was poor, um, well, like in the hood, obviously like, you know, all of us are, um, you know, poor or not well off, but then, you know, you still have different classes even in the hood. and. I was like considered absolutely poor. Like I was at the bottom of the food chain. I did not have the jays. I did not have the polos. I did not have clothes. And oftentimes I was subject to even have to wear my friend's clothes because I didn't have my own clothes. Well, because of that, the way that, you know, African-American women from my community would talk about me, it drove me from them because women from other cultures were accepting of me. So early on, I got this bad like taste in my mouth towards African American women. And it wasn't until um, high school when I met a um, friend of mine, her name's Maya, and um, she was actually an African American girl who was really cool. And it was in that moment I was like, wow, every African American girl isn't, they're not out to talk about me, they're not out to belittle me, bash me. Um, And so for me, like all it took was that one experience or friendship with Maya for me to um, realize that all African-American women weren't the same way. But I say that to say, it's really easy for a person to like dislike a culture when they personally feel like every person they have ever met or interacted with from that culture treats them poorly. I
1: got you. But you, so you kind of, uh, I guess you kind of disagree with it's starting in the home or, or you agree that it starts in the home or it can start in the home, but it's, there's also some outside um, entities involved too as well. Yeah. I mean, I believe that.
0: So one, I will not say that I disagree that it starts in the home because there are people that like straight up teach their children not to like other races. So like, mm-hmm. obviously it can not start at, in the home, but mm-hmm. I don't think that it is intentional in as many families as people believe it is Mm -hmm. um so i i believe that it is more so having to do with the experiences you have with Mm -hmm. other cultures i mean now of course i mean i would have to say i think that we all could do a better job teaching our kids how to have empathy Mm -hmm. um, because you know and i wrote an article on this on linkedin i believe racism sexism classism ageism those things exist where empathy doesn't So wherever empathy lives, those things can't arise. And so truthfully and basically, if parents are teaching their child empathy and how to truly put themselves in other people's shoes and consider other people's positions, their beliefs, their values, um, it's easier for racism to not rise from a person or hate of any kind for that matter, Mm -hmm. because racism is hate, but it's hate. And, and it lives where empathy, where empathy doesn't.
1: And I and I actually agree with you. I don't think um, there's a lot of parents out there. I don't think that they're intentionally teaching their kids to dislike other races or other cultures or whatever. But I think um, unintentionally it happens just yeah. by certain things that they actually tell their kids and it gets ingrained in their mind. So let me ask you this, um, Jacoby, Did did your mom talk to you about race like when you were growing up did she talk to you about let's even throw it out there gender or anything like that you know did she talk to you about these these different things race gender all that stuff
2: nah man um i've seen in the how my life is going um i've seen in movies and seen through people talking to me about it other Mm -hmm. people but not 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 directly with my family who ever put me on game about women Mm -hmm. ageism um, and racism and everything. I haven't even dealt with racism personally like that. Um, I just read it in the book. I've seen it um, through other people. Mm. I mean, no, nah, they don't put me on the game, man.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is that all right? So, uh, Joe, do you feel like that's a conversation we should be having with our with our kids as fathers? Do you think that that's something that we should be talking to them about? Um, I think it
0: depends on what context you're saying because Mm -hmm. if you're talking about as far as good and evil, no, like we shouldn't be trying to even remotely tie behavior um, and habits to one culture because that's Mm -hmm. inadequate. Like I know good and evil people and you know, that are white, that are black, that are (laughs) Hispanic, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, ultimately it's like, um, like, I don't think it's a, I'm one of those people that I believe the key and the biggest thing to teach is empathy, Mm -hmm. overall. Like, you know, you need to put yourself in the shoes of people that look like you and the shoes of people that don't. You need to put yourself in the shoes of people who come from the same um, socioeconomical class as you and the people that don't. You need to put yourself in the shoes. But mind you, I grew up, you know, like, I mean, I grew up homeless. Like, I've been homeless, you know, throughout, pretty much my childhood. And so, um, I could tell you, I experienced classism more than anything. I experienced people that came from higher classes than me, um, attempting to belittle me because of what I didn't have more than anything. Like even, even people that are African-American, you know what I'm saying? So like, it's, you know, I I think that it's the, the, the biggest key to really teach is empathy. And it's like, well, how do we, how do we teach our children, um, to really empathize with other people and um, how to understand their own emotions and do their best to understand other people's emotions, right? Like, I mean, I have my methods and my principles and my beliefs, but I think that that's a question we need to continuously ask ourselves and, um, and have a conversation about um, as time, you know, goes on.
1: And and I guess the only reason I'm throwing these questions out there as far as like, do, do we as as fathers need to talk about um, color um, is is just because like in this article that I that that we had um, looked at earlier, um, it talks about that at as early as three months, you know, a kid uh, can can distinguish like the shades of color in people and then as early as three years they start um, figuring out like, all right, so my dad is is African American. And they kind of um, are, are drawn to that side, that kind of color, something that that they can actually associate with, you know? Yeah. And so I think, and this is just me personally, I don't want to be colorblind, you know, I, I would love for my kid to know, all right, so there's Asian people, and they come from from here, you know, and kind of show them that culture. And one of the reasons why I actually moved up here to, to Houston was to bring my son up in a, a place that's like, very, um, I diverse. guess, yeah, and d- diverse. Yeah. And so this has here, it's like, it's basically a melting pot, you know, so he's going to go to school with people that are that might be Arab people that, that might be uh, Asian, African Americans, whites, you know, he's going to go to school with all these different people. And I think he's going to get what you're talking about, as far as being um, empathetic towards these people. And that's, that's my hope, you know. Um, And I think that that's a conversation I do want to have with him. You know, I want to, I want to actually point out, all right, so there are people that have different skin colors than you. And then also kind of circle back and tell them, all right, but they're, they're human beings just like you, you know, yeah. and put yourself in their shoes as, as, like you said, you know, so I agree with you, but I also want to point, I want him to know that, hey, there there is a difference, you know, um, and I don't know if that's right or wrong to actually point that out, but he's going to, he's going to go ahead and categorize them anyways. Yeah. And that's what it, this, this article talks about, like at, at a young age, they are they automatically categorize and that's yeah. just part of their brain, you know, to yeah. categorize people. To be fair, my son
2: is already categorized. Like, it hurt me when he did this. He said, "I want to be a white boy," and I was like, and "It just took me for a shot." I was drying him off after after a bath, and everything. And I was like, "Why wow, you have you have beautiful brown skin?" And he was like, "I I just want to be a white person." And I was like, first of all, they're not white." So I feel you on like teaching them the cultures and also showing them a strong role model in myself and other people, and showing them like the good side of other people. I'm not, and I didn't say that it was wrong to be a a European American. I just told him that he's a beautiful person, he's a beautiful brown person. So I want to put that respect in him and show, show a positive role model for him and everything, and Mm. show that he had that he needs to have empathy. And respect for other for other cultures. Yeah, and right. I feel like in this nation, in the school system, we can do so much more in with that in showing empathy and culture and respect for other cultures. Yeah, and not only at home as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you, you well. One, I want to say this before I even forget on the school system tip. I think school systems. Um, I think one place where the school system fell is making people take standardized testing. Like I think that does more harm than than good personally in my opinion because we do all have unique differences and not just racial differences but obviously internal unique differences our creativity ranges and differ in different ways and I think the idea to to categorize the entire student body into one group of people based on and, and then and then attempt to factor in their or determine what their intelligence is based on that is inadequate, and I think that um, you know, unconsciously, it does something to uh, students as they're getting older. But one thing that I'm curious to know is like, is something going on in in the school, Jacoby, that um, your son goes to? Whether that's him watching an African American boy get bullied, whether that's him watching. Um, you know, as he said, he wants to be a white boy. So someone that um, maybe getting favorite, you know, being favorited. Um Like I'm, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious. What, where was his like? Where was his trainer? What triggered that? Uh, yeah,
2: where was his mindset, and why did what happened? Why he wanted? Why did he say that? Um, when I asked that, he couldn't re-answer. Really yeah, and so he's five years old, and so he may have seen something. Yeah, that I felt like I, in my mind, he may have seen something that um, made him want to think like, okay, it's better to be white. Yeah. And I was like, "Why? What have you seen in your life that has made you think that it's better for you, as a five-year-old, to be a white little boy
0: yeah.
2: or European American boy?" So I was like, "I have to put more, more love in this child in his skin." And so I always say, "Now you're a beautiful brown boy. Never yeah. think that you're not." Um and never think that just because you're brown you're a beautiful brown boy that anybody else anybody's skin other than yours is ugly pretty much. Yeah. So you have to respect theirs as well. Um and don't don't really try to be like them. Yeah. And don't I, try to develop hate for them either, just because you're you're not them.
0: Can I offer you a like what I would do in that position? Let me hear it. Um one, I, I would most definitely make it a point to remind him that um he is a beautiful um brown boy like you said but I think another thing that I would do is be intentional about now going up to the school and having lunch with him and asking questions pertaining to his experience, but not race. Because I think it it, it can be you're more likely to probably figure it out if you're trying to if you're trying to figure out what's the experiences and the things that he's saying And then you could probably make out why he feel that way. Because at five years old, he's not going to like, he can't express what he has seen Mm -hmm. and put them into words. But if you go up there, or even if at home, you're just like, you know, so what happened in school today? He tells you what happened in school today. And, you know, oh, that's awesome. What friends did you hang out with? He tells you his friend's name. Oh, that's cool. Then go up to the school, see who these friends are. And it's not to say that you know he shouldn't be hanging around a different race or anything like that it's not about that it's more so about you know trying to place yourself in a position where you could see where he see so that way you can make sense of it because at five years old um i like i mean i can i truly believe he has seen something that that makes him say that
2: yeah i always felt like it's at the daycare and I don't like I've gone up to the school and shown my face and also showing him love at the school and ate with him. But at the daycare, I don't think we can, but I feel like it may have been like he, he may saw love given to a little white boy better than he, or as much as he wanted to love. Mm. That's why I say like, I'm going to give him that, that kind of love that he understands. And I, like, we talked about five love languages here. I give him kisses, hugs all the time. And, I'm, and I want to give him more and knowledge because that's, that's how you show love in that as well. In mm. um, himself and just pretty much just giving that type of fantasy boy like type of stuff that I wanted as a child.
1: Mm. Well, I i like how you you put it as far as like positive. You know, you're trying to put positive like labels on these people too because you you didn't say anything uh negative about having a different shade of of skin and so to me that's I think that's something that I really want to incorporate with raising my my sons is showing them the positivity in all these different races you know um I think that's important because the I think what we've been seeing is and what we've seen over the years is them painting negative pictures to certain race. Um, you can you can point out all kinds of different negative aspects of every single different race, and a lot of people like to 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 basically point out the 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 negative over the positive things that people do. So yeah. it's so much easier to do that than to point out and say, "Oh, this guy's doing this for for his neighborhood." You know this this uh, Asian person or this African-American is doing this, you know, they'd rather just point out the negative things that they're doing. Yeah. Well, you know, it. one one thing I will say too, and
0: I, I think when it comes to speech, that's something that I guess would really start in the household is watching how our responses or watching what responses we link to certain races in, in our home. So, you that's
2: know- a big That's a big one, Joe.
0: You, you, yeah, absolutely. Because, uh, you know, we we could be watching a movie and i'm not even going to i'm not even going to stamp uh uh a race to this action um but there could be someone that for example runs in the house of a hor like in the house where the killer is in a horror movie instead of running out of the house away from <laughs> the, the 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 killer you know and it's it's easy to be like oh that that wouldn't happen if it was you know, this race, or of course, that this race would do X, Y, and Z, and, and, and I'm being mindful of that right now, because obviously, I I have had my stereotypes in the past, in which I've had to unlearn, but y'all know what I'm talking about, and
1: yeah. yeah. listeners,
0: yeah. listeners yeah, you, you know what I'm even, talking about as well. You don't even have I to mean, say
2: it, it, and I think uh, I, I think feel that, like you don't but, even can say it, fam. I mean, it's not like we need a PG, like, <laughs> you know, it's not like you disrespect them as well, like, it's a joke, but then again, yeah. like, you, you don't need to put that stereotype out there like that. Mm-hmm. And
1: I, I think that that goes back to that unintentional, like, because my wife, I'm going to go ahead and tell myself right now, my wife gets on me because I'll say things like that watching TV, and all, and she'll be like, nah, you can't be saying, you can't be saying color like that, you know? Yeah. Right. And so I I catch myself today that I shouldn't, I shouldn't just point out different colors and say, oh, that, that person shouldn't. Oh, that wouldn't have happened if if he was this, or mm-hmm. that wouldn't have happened if he was that, or those people always do that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's that's actually a good point that you made right there, Joe. Um, so I did watch. Um, I think we got a couple more minutes. I did watch this. Uh, um, I guess it was playing on on CNN, where this uh, this woman, uh, this mother she uh, took her I think it was a six year old and then I don't know how old the other kid was um, but she took them to a demonstration for the George Floyd so it was uh, it was a peaceful protest and when they got back in the car or or the van or whatever she asked the six-year-old like what she thought and the girl like was crying like she was crying because she said well Uh, she was afraid you know she was afraid that she would uh, get murdered um, because of the color of her skin and so that really hit me hard that a six-year-old would come out and and say that and think that because of the color of their skin that they're gonna be judged or stereotyped which would lead them to to getting killed and so um, I just wanted to throw that out to to you guys a little well out I, I
0: would like to comment on that because, mm-hmm. me personally, I think that that was wrong of the parent. Personally, me personally, mm-hmm. because now that her child feels that way, her mm-hmm. child's now going to have a stereotype towards people that are not that don't share the same color mm-hmm. as, as she does. And mm-hmm. it don't get me wrong here, like, I'm not saying that we can't have a conversation with our children about what history shows, but mm-hmm. if you ask me. That conversation is not to be had at six. I just don't think that it processes correctly. Mm-hmm. I think up until six. So for example, if like, and this is just my opinion, in early childhood years, the thing I need to be focused on is telling you how to behave, teaching you how to be respectful, teaching you how to communicate. So that way you are less likely to be harmed in mm-hmm. the event that someone is going is is going to pursue your life unjustly, that was going to happen no matter what you may have thought or the, 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 the stereotype that you may have had. And so I don't, I feel like it creates a sense of fear too early Like it, and it shouldn't be put there, if that makes sense. Like when it comes down to it, it's like, okay, she's the child six. And if let's say when the child turned 10, someone is actually going to pursue Um, be in pursuit of that child's life. Well, hopefully um, the child either understands self-defense or someone is around the child to defend the child per se. But if you ask me, that's life. Like danger is very much real. Like danger, there's no limitations to where danger goes. White, Mm. black, Hispanic. And so that that, like, I think that, am I making sense here?
1: Yeah, so I guess, because I agree with you on that too, I think uh, she exposed this little girl too early. Too and, well, yeah. Yeah, and I don't think that it's, and, and mind. I don't know, it, these little kids look like they were pretty intelligent for their age, but still, like they were, I think that she exposed these little kids. And to top it off, she actually showed them the video, like maybe she said, she basically claimed that she didn't show them the whole video, but she showed them like I don't know ten seconds or whatever fifteen seconds just so that they can get into context why they were going to this demonstration. See, and that, so to me that was actually like you said it was a little too much. Um, man, and that's, that's not that's not something I want to expose my kids to.
0: Personally, that's wrong altogether, man. Like because because if we if we're calling a spade for a spade. Police brutality happening is not the result of ignorance towards police brutality. Police brutality happening is the result of a police abusing their power. Mm. So with that being the case, I need to teach you how to respect, obey the law in hopes that you are never doing something that comes across as resisting arrest. Now, some people may look at me and say, well, there are cops out here you know, that are committing crimes and stuff like that. They're going to commit the crime no matter what the child knows or not, if that's the type of cop that they are. And so with that being the case, I just think that we, the goal here is not to create a sense of fear in our, in our children. And I think that that's what some people are doing is creating a sense of fear in their kids. Mm-hmm. The goal here is one, obviously to remove police brutality, Um, But like if a six year old is gonna play a role in removing police brutality, I guarantee you it's gonna be when they're older, it's not gonna be at six years old. Mm -hmm. So like, I just feel like there's a time and a place, that time and a place is not six. Um, And my only focus is like, look, I need to teach you how to be a respectful citizen um, and, and how to obey the law and pray to god that you never cross a police officer that's going to abuse their power because i could tell you what's what what could possibly happen from a situation like this now that i have this stereotype that i can be colored for or killed for the color of my skin i'm now going to act and move accordingly at a at a at a young age i personally think i just i don't know like i i think that that's the I don't think that that's the right thing. I know me as an African-American male right now, present day. Yes, I know that could be the case, but bro, I could be killed for a different reason outside as well. You -hmm. get what I'm saying? Like, so, so what, what's the point in time? The fact that I could be killed to my race when in fact I could be killed for
1: any reason. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I get you. And, and the only reason I brought that out and brought that up is like, that's actually uh, for this whole week. That was the second time that I seen a kid, and I'm saying like kid, like six, seven years yeah. old. There was another one with the little girl crying, uh, kind of the same same way, crying about uh, uh, being murdered because of the color of her skin. Yeah. And to me, I just think that's too early for them. They can't even comprehend like what's really going on, like that's- what the underlining uh reason for so this y'all hit. don't
2: want to tell y'all kids the um like anything about like what's happening um
1: i do but not uh, at six years
0: old
2: yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> there there has been cases where a child is being shot and killed because they had a toy gun by police so they do need to know and understand like your your color of skin is a threat to these people sometimes now, now let
0: me, now let me ask you this so let, let let's let's go with that example. Mm-hmm. Okay, if a child could possibly be shot and killed by having a toy gun, mm-hmm. as a parent, why buy your children a toy gun if you believe that?
2: Some people don't. My mother didn't because of that reason.
0: That's that's the smarter approach. It is the smarter
2: approach. <laughs> if people buy, people have a toy gun with you at the house. Um, but don't take it out. Just be smart about that. Mm-hmm. But, but you do need to teach them the notion that you shouldn't be having a toy gun because if you're a child, you're like, "Mama, can I or Daddy, can I get a toy gun or water gun?" No, because such and such happens. Don't show them the video of a little boy getting killed and everything. But you do need to explain, like, "Hey, you can't have it because of this, of your black skin," and just let them be aware, like, what's happening. But see, it's,
0: it's it's so hard for me to even really so i feel what you're saying the -hmm. only reason why it's hard for me to even go there is because i believe in self-defense firstly so i don't even want my child to have a notion that they can't that that having a gun owning a gun is wrong i just feel like as a parent i can control that dynamic through my child's upbringing like if you know um my child can and will have a water gun but in all actuality it's like I mean, my child's not going to be unsupervised, I guess first and foremost, like if my 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 child under the age of ten or and and probably even oh there should be adult supervision i mean like let's mm-hmm. call it spade for a spade there's human trafficking, sex trafficking, children are children, they should be supervised by an adult, so even in a place where a six or seven year old kid is killed by a cop um because they had a toy gun, my question is where was the parents anyways, the kids shouldn't have been unsupervised like mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying, like so, and I mean you know i i I feel like there's gonna come a time and place where yes the kid hundred percent should know their history, and I like okay there was a for example, there was a um uh well one, I think knowing your history honestly should be early but i but I wouldn't necessarily say to to create fear for the child however there was a there was a dad after George floyd. Um, was, was, was killed by the cop where this dad was showing his teenage son what to do in George Floyd's position. And he, was t- he, he literally showed, a, like he, had, he recorded a video where he was on his son's neck and he said, look, son, in this position, what son. you do is go limp and you just take deep breaths in through your nose, release him out through your, your mouth, but you need to be limp the whole time because I need you to stay alive. If you ask me, taking precautions like that where we're teaching to defend their life is what's important and i don't think we need to solely associate it with police officers i say that because well one my mother was killed so i'm very aware that you could be killed by anybody we don't need to associate being killed with police officers we Mm -hmm. need to associate that you need to defend yourself because you could be killed by anybody at any time for any reason Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying, like, yeah. and, and, and that's looking at it from a holistic point of view. Then there's gonna come a point in time in life where, okay, you're old enough to know police brutality is wrong. But that's because I don't wanna put, I don't wanna create fear in your life and have you walking through life fearful because all uh, your whole entire upbringing, I've, I've talked to you about how you could be killed by a cop, but I, I haven't t- taught you that you could be killed by anybody. You could be killed mm-hmm. by
1: the next door neighbor, and not all police officers are are bad. And right. so, like it's it's just going to be like anybody, you know. Just like you said, um, you can be killed by anybody, and that's the same with police officers. You're going to run into police officers that actually do their job and actually have empathy, like what you're talking about, and they're not going to go overboard on on what they actually do. And so, it's it's important for them to actually know. Uh, self defense, like you said, you know, exactly. self defense, and then the empathy thing, I think is very important. And I I really want to circle back and say, like deconstruct stereotypes, you know, exactly. we have to deconstruct those stereotypes. Um, I think that's very important that um, we don't put stereotypes on everybody. And that's part of you uh, having empathy. Yeah. So that's, that's really good.
0: Now for the listener listening to this, one thing that I wanna say that that um, you could really do as well is have conversations like these with your family members, like the adult family members, your friends, so that way you are getting accustomed to having conversations that aren't popular opinion often. Um, I think that that's something that we could do more of as fathers, no matter your race, is have conversations that may be unpopular opinion, but having them often, you know, I, I know too many people that they feel like, well, if we just don't talk about it, it will never happen. All right, well, that's a little bit naive. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 I'm like, I'm not saying be naive, right. But having conversations that 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 we need to have. And so that way, we can also express what we're trying to express without creating certain stereotypes. And, um, you know, just negative um, perceptions of of people from different class is racist or racist and um, you know so on and so forth. One question that i seen on that article that you had sent us, Tony, that I wanted to address before we got out of here mm-hmm. was it said, why do children favor people who look like them or are like them in other ways? And I think right now there is this move to um, try to say that someone who favor people who look like them or are like them in other ways is racist or prejudice in some sense and I don't think so I think that we all identify with people who look like us people that act like us and in a way it's a sense of accepting ourselves I think the goal is not to dismantle people's um, natural desire to accept who they are but it's simply to teach them that you are no better than people who aren't like you. Like, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, I I do not think the focus should be, you know, um, don't don't favor people who look like you or don't favor people that are like you in certain way. Well, then you're basically telling the person to deny who they are at heart. You know, Mm -hmm. so when people say, well, I don't see color, I get where they're trying to go with that, but that's disrespectful. You're literally neglecting who I am. I'm I'm a black man. Bro, see my color. See it, please. Uh But just don't treat me like I'm less than because I'm black. That's the goal. The goal Mm -hmm. isn't to act like I'm not black or to act like I'm not a six foot two, 240 pound male. The the goal is to realize that although I'm six foot two, 240 pound black male, that I could very well be educated with two college degrees and a book. You know what I'm saying? Like, like get to know me for me. And so... Um, I just wanted to really um speak on that question and, and also ask y'all thoughts because um I think that um uh, it's important that we are addressing that. So what are y'all thoughts when it comes to the question, why do children favor people who look like them or are like them in other ways?
1: Mm, I got one word and it's comfort, you know. Um I and that's how I've always been. You know, I always feel like I'm not gonna be judged or or anything with with somebody that's of like my same skin color or comes from the same place that I come from you know I'm not going to be judged and um, I'm not going to be stereotyped either you know if I'm if I and if I'm around those types of people and Mm -hmm. so that's that's just where it comes down to for me.
2: Um, Looks like that's just in the culture and everything. That's how we draw to, that's who we're around in the community sense. Act like, that's just who we draw into because they act like us. Um, mm, I think it's, I think it's okay. Yeah. Depending on if you're not, you know, associating with people who are, act like you in the negative sense, you know? Mm.
0: Mm. Elaborate on that.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Negative sense meaning racism. Hmm. Or so prejudice elab- being prejudiced.
0: Okay. So let me ask you this. Let let, let me, let me, let me, let me challenge you on this real quick and then we're going to, we're going to close it. But um, when you say act like you in a negative sense, um, well, let's not even, I guess, focus on the problem there. What, what, what would, what should the, what should the goal really be then? Like if you know that you may be prejudiced or, or racist to a degree and you see other people that are, in that position, because you're saying you shouldn't just associate yourself with people that have those negative characteristics that are similar to yours. Well, what should you be doing in that sense? Are you saying you should just ignore them? um, Ignore the negative characteristics? Or like, what do you propose?
2: For if I was negative and everything?
0: Well, no, 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 no. no, no, Are you talking
2: about as a person who is negative, should they associate with another negative person?
0: Well, no, no, no. So if I understand correctly, your statement was you you believe that it's okay to simply associate with people that are like you which we agree there but you also said that you should not associate yourself with people who share negative characteristics that you have so what i'm saying is what is your proposed alternative when it comes to those negative characteristics
2: well it's gonna happen anyway if you have negative characteristics um and you will go about it and you associate people with the same association. That's what I was pretty much just saying of this racism with white, like this European Americans who they associate with other European makers like KKK members. Yeah. Um
0: I I, I feel that. So I guess I guess I want I wanted to jump on that train. I wanted to ask you that real quick, but I also wanted to for the purpose of, of education, propose what I think. I think in, in a position where you have negative characteristics, and um and their negative characteristics and you see other people with negative characteristics i think the goal in that point is identifying why you have these negative characteristics um and maybe even get around um or i guess try to understand why other people who have those negative characteristics why they have them but then also trying to speak with other people who you have those negative characteristics towards for the sake of talking about what we're talking about today which is racism mm-hmm. or other ones, right? Sexism, ageism, classism, whatever. And um, try, just tr- try to remove that. Now, I know it seems like it's, it, it might be tough for a person to um, be wise enough, I guess, to do that. Uh, but I guess it, it's my hopes that eventually as a society, we can all get to a place where our moral compass is phenomenal enough and i don't know if i'm using this concept the right way but still where no matter if we're having no matter if we have negative characteristics or negative intentions towards other people that deep down we would be led away from that and try to be better does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah
2: i couldn't really answer that question and i was Cause it was so broad, because if you have a negative characteristics, like it's gonna get worse, or it's gonna keep on remaining there. And if you associate it with somebody other, other people who are negative and the same like characteristics, who have the same characteristics, like it's gonna get worse. Yeah. They not I mean, They won't have a moral compass for them to get better. Their moral compass is different from me and you, Joe, who know yeah. what racism is. Um,
0: but let's start Let's let let, let's let's turn let's turn to let's turn to a negative characteristics that we have for the sake of this, because none of us perfect. So let's turn mm-hmm. to a negative characteristics that's, that we have um, each one of us. I, I challenge each one of us to throw one out there and then we talk about what we could do right here on the show to, to better those. So mm-hmm. I'll start if I look at a negative characteristic of mine. Hmm. I would say so. Uh, well, I'm going to go off the one that I've been working on for the last decade. And it it has been my emotional intelligence. so it's hard for me to say it's a negative characteristic of mine now because I have been doing my best for the last ten years to educate myself on on my emotions and why I feel the way that I feel. But um, there are still times where if someone says something that I don't like, um, I notice that I might have a rise in anger and or or I might tend to um, go from wanting to educate to um, wanting to intentionally um, make them feel some type of way in response to say, don't come for me because I'm educated. Uh, And and I know that that's a negative characteristic because it's counterproductive to the fact that I want to be empathetic. It's counterproductive to the fact that I always want to put myself in the other person's shoes. And so sometimes, um, like if someone, honestly right now, I could say my negative response when it comes to emotional intelligence, um, above everything else, is when I feel like somebody's attempting to insult my intelligence. When I feel like someone is attempting to assault my intelligence, it's like naturally I kind of get this response of like, I, I, can, I can really show you how intelligent I am with my words and, 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 and get you to see that I am superior, for lack of better words, um, when it comes to knowledge. Um, but I've been doing my best to dismantle that because I know that it's wrong. You get what I'm saying? I know that I should be empathetic. And so that's one of that's one of my negatives. Um, and I actually could say that uh, I guess in a way I do agree with the fact that we shouldn't associate ourselves with other people with those negative characteristics because I don't like it if, if I see other people do that, I do my best to not be around them because I'm I'm aware that it would fuel um, me doing it naturally. Does that did I make sense with, with, with everything I just said? Did I make mm-hmm. that clear?
1: hmm. Yeah. So. No. I don't know, I guess for me, um, and this, some of this stuff actually is real for me, you know, and I don't know if it's something that um, can be um, any different than the way I look at it. But I, we talked about this earlier, you know, as far as me feeling inferior, because I I am a convicted felon. And so there's certain people, because I, I'm very transparent with a lot of people that are close to me. And so sometimes I put myself in situations where I think you're you're judging me based off of me being a convicted felon. And that might not be the case a lot of the times because I don't know what people have going on in their head, you know, but I always think that even um, to this day at work, you know, um, and I'm wrong. I'm wrong like most of the time, you know, people actually... I've been in accounts payable. I've been um, able to do people's books in the companies I've worked for. And they wouldn't normally do or give those, those accesses to people that are convicted felons, but yet and still in my head, I always put myself back in, well, you're, you're, you think I'm gonna steal from you because I'm a convicted felon, you know? And that's not the case. And so that's one of my negative um, attributes that I go through um, on a day-to-day basis, you know, depending on what the situation is, where I automatically jump to that conclusion that you're judging me based off of my history.
0: And, and what th- firstly, I want to say thank you for, for being vulnerable and transparent with that and sharing that with us. What's something that you, you have either done or feel like you can do to, um, remove that negative train of thought, um, and, and characteristic in yourself
1: of assuming that. Um, So one of the things right now is um, I'm, I'm very transparent. That's, that's pretty much what I actually point out is uh, just my transparency and, and being honest, you know,
0: I feel that I feel that. And, and for, for you, Jacobi, do you have one?
2: Mine has been my discipline self-studying. Um, the whole thing is you know better, you do better has been like like if I don't know any better, so if I need to learn to do better so I can you know get everything straight in straight and order um that's always been I feel like it's been a plague in my life, and I've been actually getting better hanging or uh, talking to you, Joe, and Tony, and other people about like discipline and staying on top of it It, I feel like it's always hindered me because nobody's really taught me anything like you, uh, Tony asked me earlier about if my mom or anybody has taught me about like gender or anything like that. No one really has. Yeah. So that's a negative thing with my discipline. Nobody really taught me discipline. And so I'm finding out, you know, how to do that with myself and my sons.
0: So, it, so it sounds like there, cause I, cause, it, cause cause so you, you really provided us the solution you're taking. To solving the problem, and it sounds like the problem and correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like the problem is that you face um, like the you face the feeling of inadequacy in yourself sometimes and your knowledge is yeah. am, am i am I correct when I say that
2: you're super correct, and so i what I do what I've been doing is is building those blocks or that foundation within myself each day. And so when on one day I know that foundation will become a house, you know, cause I'm laying, I'm doing it each day and growing as a man. I feel that. I feel that.
0: So, um, yeah, I mean, so, so I, I guess I want to end with this and, and you guys, y'all, y'all can, y'all can chime in if y'all would like. Um, it seems like with all of us speaking on a negative characteristic that we have, one of the things that seems common, across uh, what all of us are saying is one, kind of going back to the answer, Jacoby, that you initially gave is not hanging around other people with those same negative characteristics. Um, Because as Mm -hmm. you were mentioning right now, you talk to me and Tony and it fuels um, your knowledge and your self-worth and your self-confidence for myself. um, I don't hang with people that I feel like are intentionally always trying to prove that they are superior because i'm very aware that in that one small area of my life when someone's insulting my intelligence i have a tendency to want to do it and so i don't hang out with other people that do it because i i feel like it would i guess make it okay to me and so it it, it just seems like that's one thing that is common um across what we're saying but two also simply being intentional about fixing it so for us to all be able to sit here and and give something right on the spot. Um, I think that that says something about our um, self-awareness our, and and also our vulnerability and transparency and being willing to share it. So um, I want to say to both of y'all, thank y'all for sharing um, with with me and our audience today um, y'all's, y'all's negative characteristics that you believe you have and the solutions that you have for fixing them. No yeah. doubt, man. I
2: appreciate you for even approaching, uh, bringing up the topic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Coolest
2: episode. Y'all have a nice one.
1: Most certainly. Yeah. Catch y'all next Friday. Yeah, later y'all. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Ready for
0: it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Don't know where it's <laughs> going to take me, but I'm